0: So we started in the Proverbs there, uh, right back before Thanksgiving, uh, we hadn't got very far, we had uh, you know, our different Sundays, Sundays without Sunday school, and so uh, we're picking it up there at verse 23 in Proverbs chapter 1, but since uh, that whole paragraph is so different, I just want somebody, if you start us reading there at 20, and go ahead and go through 33, uh, just so we can get the gist of what's going on in that paragraph. But before we do that, let's do overview. Who wrote Proverbs? Okay. Uh, Solomon's target audience seems to be young his son. He's writing kind of a reference to his son, but young men, children. Uh, does that mean that there's nothing there for ladies? No. Okay. Does it mean that there's nothing there for us today? No. Okay overarchingly, what is most of his writing considered to fall under? What category? Bodily exhaustion. Wisdom. Yeah, I was going to go a little bit more wisdom? over You're more specific. Yeah, <laughs> more wisdom yeah. type literature. All right. And right. so he's going to be talking about uh, some of these are his yeah. wisdoms that he's picked up being, you know, the wisest. Uh, but some we have to attribute that he collected them uh, from other people or other regions along the way over the years. About when in his life did he actually pen the book of Proverbs? Not before he, he died. died. It was before he died, uh, <laughs> yep, yeah. yeah. a little bit before yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nate's oh, that's no that's slowly, that's <laughs> cool. can't get that one by him there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was was born earlier. You know, Ecclesiastes
0: is his writing uh, right before death. And so we don't know exactly when, but this came earlier on. Uh, Ecclesiastes is when he's really, you know, he's seen it all. And then he gives us, you know, that whole thing about vapor and all that kind of stuff there. Okay, so uh, we have the introduction uh, where he kind of starts himself off, uh, up through 19. But then in 20, it just takes a little dip. Uh, in this paragraph and so that's why I just want to make sure we figure that out before we start talking about verse 23. So somebody go ahead and start us there verse 20. Give us a read.
1: Wisdom cries aloud in the street In the market she raises her voice At the head of the noisy street she cries out At the entrance of the city gate she speaks How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my recruits, Behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refused to listen, I stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Because you have ignored all my counsel and would not, and would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror you. When terror strikes you like a storm, and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish <coughs> come upon you, did you tell me where to stop.
0: Twenty th- or thirty-three. <coughs> Sorry.
1: They will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Would have none of my counsel and despised all my recruit. Therefore. They shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster.
0: <coughs> so, what's the key difference about that paragraph? Versus what we read before and what we'll go into in chapter 2. What's the contextual thing that we need to make sure we're understanding? The
1: personification of wisdom itself.
0: Yeah, so personification means what? Taking on the attributes
1: of a person.
0: Yes, when something, an inanimate object, takes on the attributes of a person. And so Solomon starts off writing from his own perspective in his voice. But then he does this one paragraph where he actually speaks like he is wisdom to kind of set up then everything else that we're going to be hearing, we're going to be reading from this point forward. And so as we pick it up in verse 23, we just need to realize that it is Solomon speaking, but he's personifying it through wisdom like wisdom is speaking. And wisdom is referred to in the feminine because that's typically what we do within language Uh, when something is inanimate and doesn't have gender. We often then, like the ship, you know, it's a she. A car, it's a she uh, on that. So, all right, so that sets us up. And so somebody go ahead, just read us verse 23. If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. So what is reproof? What does that mean, if you turn at my reproof? correction, Corrected.
1: Chastisement.
0: Okay, chastisement. Correction. Correction.
2: My translation says rebuke.
0: Rebuking. Okay.
1: This says warning.
0: It's a warning?
1: All
0: right. <coughs> and so if you turn at that, then what's going to happen? What's the next part of that sentence? He'll pour the
1: Spirit on you.
0: So is that a positive or negative?
1: Positive. positive. Positive.
0: Okay? And so that's where we have to understand in a general speaking, if we live out godly <clears throat> wisdom, it will typically be beneficial. Okay? Now, this has nothing to do with salvation. All right? So we have to make sure that we, we separate the difference in that. Even though we have the, the spirit being talked about, it is not the spirit. All right. It's not a capital S, even though in Hebrew, there would not have been a capital or a lowercase s on that. Um, But that's where the the translators help us to understand. Wisdom is basically saying, you know, if you listen to me, then I'm going to give you more of spiritual wisdom. All right. And so it's going to be more wisdom coming your way. So we have to make sure that we make that differentiation there, that it's wisdom saying, you listen to me, that's great. I'm going to give you more now to move forward. It's not having to do with salvation, and this is not God speaking. All right, I just want to make sure we clarified uh, that up. Okay? Uh, and then I will make my words known to you. That carries that on. Questions or other thoughts on 23? Somebody give us 24.
1: Because I
2: have called and you refuse to listen. I've stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Okay.
0: So, what's this talking about now? Not listening. Not listening. All right? And so, what's the direction that that means?
2: Hard head's going to make a soft rump. <laughs> 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 Say that one more time. A hard head is going to make a soft rump. Okay. <laughs> I can't say I've
0: ever heard that one before. That's, a smart That's hilarious. Term. Okay. I have heard okay. that one many times. <laughs> okay. <Not specific. clears throat> yeah, so all right. Speaking of proverbs, this sounds like a really good proverb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's take it into then somebody read us twenty five. You disdained on my counsel and would have none of my rebuke. So, notice we do have this connection <coughs> of listening. Okay? Uh, does that mean listening with an ear? No, it's
1: it active means, listening. Well,
0: it could be. Okay? It could be. Okay. No, so it, could be. So,
1: it means following through. Okay, the following
0: through. Keep going?
1: The You're. listening is active.
0: Okay. So, even though this is not God talking here, We do have passages where God talks about listening to him, Jesus talks about listening to him. What is the overlap? You want want to take us to it since you answered the last one? Say it again. So we know that this is not God talking about listening to me, it's wisdom being personified. But yet, the act of listening, the expectation is there from God the Father. And at times in different passages, the expectation is there from Jesus that you need to be listening. It's all
1: principles and virtues. So if you're living your life, principles and virtues are going to overlap because God is the source of wisdom. So Solomon is (coughs) from wisdom's perspective as a person, that's where they overlap.
0: So when we're living out our faith, we're living out with wisdom also. And so we're going to get that that overlap and it's consistently. Consistently what is godly and holy Old Testament, godly, holy New Testament. God created everything and so everything that is wise, everything that is right, comes from Him. And so that's where it's all going to tie together as we're trying to grow in our Christ-likeness. Matt, you did good telling her what the answer was
1: there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody here's with uh, 26, 27 together. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you. So, what's wisdom saying here? Um, this is what you get. <laughs> I told you so. yep. it's, it's kind of like uh, It's kind of like when it says uh, Deny me de, um, uh, in front of your friends In front of your friends I'll deny you in front of my father mm-hmm. So like uh, when judgment cometh, And the fear sets in It's much saying hey I gave you the opportunity And you let it pass by mm-hmm. uh, So one of pastors uh, favorite points Along the way of life is Maddie You reap what you sow? Yeah. You know, pastor, at often different times, talk about reaping and sowing. Mm -hmm. You know, that we have to realize that, you know, as believers, you know, what we we are reaping typically comes from what we're sowing. Mm -hmm. Now, here's where we have to temper that. We know that we're living in a fallen, broken world. So some things happen just because of corporate sin uh, that is taking place, like diseases and things like that people being crazy you know that's just because we live in a fallen broken world uh, on that but yet a lot of what we're receiving is because of our choices and and we just have to own up to that and see that first time to hear you didn't even know you were quoting pastor on that one so (laughs) (laughs) great all right anything else Twenty six, twenty seven, jumping out at you
2: it's a bit harsh I mean it it, it just feels <clears throat> you know, real, reality's harsh sometimes.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Solomon is not I mean, writing he's, this, you know, cushy, cushy. You know, he's, he's really calling them out. I mean, this is mocking, laughing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm sorry. You know, this is you're really <laughs>
2: bad stuff happening. The calamity, wor- like a whirlwind, anguish, and I am mocking you.
0: When somebody's at their worst and things, so many things are bad happening to them, you know, but they brought it on themselves. Nikki?
1: That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. But the, I think the point is, like, you brought this on yourself. Like, what did you think would happen, you idiot? You know, I mean, I've seen, I've seen this happening with my own family members, and it's really hard uh, when you see them doing it and you give them warning signs. It's really hard to be compassionate. <coughs> In that way, it's,
0: it's yeah, especially for us that are, are not very much <clears throat> uh, empathetic is really hard I'm going to say that if this is kind of he's giving them a warning ahead of time it's not that this has happened and this is what the author is doing but if you tell your kids every time that they do wrong you're going to bail them out then they're not going to choose the, the hard right over the easy right so this is like hey if you do this you go this way I'm not bailing you out in fact you're going to have shame and remorse and guilt. However, we have to be careful as believers when we do see people going through these tough times. We ourselves are not to laugh and mock and tear down. You know, we have to come, I think we need to be careful how to read this in context. Yes, this is figurative language yes. uh, that, that wisdom itself is mocking and laughing. But yes, thank you, Heidi. As believers, we need to be compassionate and loving and come alongside them, even if they they were the one that shot themselves in the foot. We still need to come along and help if we can. Now, that can be challenging. Again, especially for those of us that are not on the empathetic side of the spectrum. That's where we have to let Christ into us uh, and control us and, and, and not be like, well, that's what they deserve, yeah you know?
1: Uh, you know. They are for the grace of God go Yeah. I mean, but we, we too are sinners too. Yeah,
0: Yeah, in other ways, I can just shoot myself in the foot too. We
1: right. too are once just like them, we have to remember. We still are. Yes, right. we are. We're still being sanctified. We're not mm-hmm. glorified yet. Yeah.
0: And so, yeah. Damn. Uh, I was just going to say, kind of speak to the person, you know, solemnly. You know, mm-hmm. Sometimes you get arrogance, you get, he knows all things, um, you know, translate that to a more of a human perspective whether you're a parent or a kid you know
2: you know if you take that line there's a line that may that they never may never come back
0: you know and, and I see that with him when he's writing which is it's black and white it's harsh it's mean like they were talking about but the same token you know maybe that was his persona in, re, in regards he thought he was smarter than everybody else and their arrogance comes out of that yeah and he definitely you know he tripped and fell many times over yeah. that's right they um so when we look at wisdom in
2: the beginning you know in the beginning of proverbs uh, there's ways you can view wisdom wisdom should be the foundation that we try to build our lives on you know and if, if we flip forward to verse or to chapter 10 verse 25 it says when the whirlwind passes the wicked are no more but the righteous has an everlasting foundation
1: mm-hmm. and
2: that that foundation, is the wisdom that Christ gives us that we need to build our lives on that is everlasting. That, you know, when wisdom says, ah, you didn't pay attention to me, what happens is, you know, not looking or not choosing wisdom in this sense in, in, you know, chapter 10 is you're viewed as wicked. And what happens to the wicked? They're gone. Mm -hmm. So...
0: So as we are you know in our first sunday in 2024 and we often look back and look forward it's hard for us to say this right here to each individual person I can say it to the whole class and it's a lot easier as you look back at 2023 and some of the bad situations some of the bad things you went through was because of corporate sin in the fallen broken world but yet you need to be honest about was some of it some of your own doing because you didn't listen to the Holy Spirit, you didn't listen to the wisdom of God, you weren't growing in Christ like this, you weren't reading the Bible. And so you know to me, that, that's the, the challenging application that, that I need to be constantly assessing, okay? Is this really a broken world or is this me sowing and reaping? And the more we mature in Christ, we don't like it, but we can see that more clearly, uh, hopefully more quickly. On that. Anybody else, anything uh, more there in 2627? Uh, just sounds like a dad talking to his kid. Mm-hmm. Just literally, you don't want to listen to me, I'm just going to laugh when you fall. I told you the hill's too high and you're riding too fast. You fell, now I get a laugh. <laughs> We, we have we have a lot of <coughs> negative consequences versus 24 through 32, sandwiched by a positive in 23 and a positive. He finishes up with in 33. It's, it's, it's almost like that correction sandwich, right? You give a little bit. Hey, you look really good today. Uh, but if you don't get your act together, I'm gonna put my boot up in fourth point of contact. But you look really good today. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it's, it's yeah, it's 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 it's, it's um, uh, it's slapping him around. It's grabbing them by the shirt collar, getting the old one two punch. Um, really trying to. Pound this in their heads and if you don't follow these instructions, it's really not going to go well for you And I think it says it will right so it will happen So at some point right uh, when it happens it, it will happen. So in my mind, it's kind of we've Kind of hit it. Hey, we do dumb things now But the ultimate fear because somebody hit it earlier is going to be that day of judgment, right? And, and that's that is going to be when all this fear and this stuff really comes to fruition so He's warning you now of what is going to happen for sure, because he says it right there. Somebody here's 28. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. There you go. So again, we're getting wisdom personified here, but yet there is a little undercurrent that God is speaking. He's not, but he kind of is. And so that's where we just kind of have to walk that line of understanding. We're in the middle here on some of these statements. To finish it off there, somebody go ahead and read us 29.
1: Because they hated knowledge, and did
0: not choose the fear of the Lord. So when you are at the end of 29 there, we have L.O.R.D. Uh, with the O.R.D. being the smaller capitals. So what does that mean? Okay. So that's where we have to understand that, you know, Yahweh is the word that was there. Why is it Lord with the capital O R D in most Bibles? We should know this. Yeah, we should know this because nobody really knows how to spell Yahweh. They took the vowels out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, part of that is true. <laughs> no, that we know it enough to spell it as much as any other Hebrew word without vowels. Uh because we were, you are right, there are no vowels in Hebrew uh, in there. Uh, that way. Why, why didn't the, why didn't the Jews say Yahweh? Because there's only one
2: God? You're not allowed to That pronounce. is so true. You're not allowed to pronounce so, the name.
0: Yeah, it was they had such reverence for God, they they would not say his name. They would say Elohim, the generic God name word, but our god's name uh yahweh they would not say it and so they would typically say adonai which is the word for lord and so when we see it, the capitals then we know that that's them saying adonai but it's really yahweh if it's l and then lowercase lowercase then it's adonai being there All right. and that's just something you know that pastor you know has been using more and more mm-hmm. if you were in the 830 service I'm reading ESV, but as I'm reading ESV, I'm going, I'm going ahead and I'm saying Yahweh in place of the Lord Word that is there. Just because we think that it is okay to use Yahweh, to use His name, uh, instead of doing the Adonai and doing the Lord there. But then the key, finishing up with this passage, and we'll, we'll finish up verse 30 uh, through 33 then next Sunday, we have to understand that wisdom and fearing God are connected. Okay? And so we'll pick up with that next week. I know I know I see some people's eyes going, you know, that you've got some on that. So we'll we'll pick up on this verse next week and talk about how is fearing God and wisdom connected. Alright? Somebody give us a closing word of prayer. Heavenly
2: Father Lord, uh, thank you for this time we could come together and learn from your word uh corporately. Uh Thank you for your word and that all the wisdom that we find in it please help us please help us uh be able to listen and hear and understand your wisdom uh please keep us safe as we go forth and please bless bless pastor as he brings uh, another message this morning
0: amen, amen. Hey, great discussion today everybody